People Care What We Say, a podcast where I have a couple of guests, everyone brings a topic of conversation, and then we have all those conversations in a row. I'm Arna Niekamp, the host. Did I say that at the beginning? Nope. Oh, good. I'm glad. Both Rush and I were confused. (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) Uh, Why don't my guests go ahead and introduce themselves? I'm Mike Hall. Uh, Rush Howell. So, I'll go first, topic-wise. Mine is a little complicated. This is the first topic I've had that required people to bring something. I just wanted to talk about candy bars. And it's just an excuse. Because you're an adult. Because I'm an adult. Sure. And mostly it's, it's an excuse for us to eat a bunch of candy <laughs> bars. And then talk about them. So I asked... Conversation will go really well, really <laughs> loud energy yes. for like 20 minutes. Yes. And then, then it'll dip off. Exhaustion. So I asked you all to bring... Your favorite candy bar, or just a candy bar that you really like, mm-hmm. and then one that you have either have never had, or one that you actively dislike. Yes. Why don't we maybe to break it up? Mm-hmm. Why don't we do the ones that are our favorites? Okay. Eat those. Talk about those, and then maybe we'll move on to one of the other topics, and then in between those, somewhere later in the podcast, we'll. So we're not eating Balance like so Seems much at fair. the same time. I'll go first. I brought my currently favorite candy bar is Baby Ruth. Oh, wow. I I was hoping I might bring someone's least favorite would be someone's favorite. Maybe we just eat that one. But sadly, it's not my least favorite. It could still 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 occur. I brought uh, fun-sized Baby Ruth, so... Uh, Which is the... Most misleading name ever. Yeah, fun, fun size. size. Terrible. You know, I'm gonna like open a couple of candies while you're doing that, so, so that, that we, we just minimize, minimize the annoying time. Well, like, yeah, all minimize. Minimize. that's a good idea. So my video list. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't want this to be edited out. I think that would be wrong. No, no. There's no <laughs> he won't edit. <laughs> no, I'm too lazy. Anyone that's listened to this podcast would know that I've never edited anything. I think I've a couple. Uh, Baby Ruth is a candy bar that I've never had until. Fairly recently, um, and I had it, and it, it, it's amazing. I just, I think it's awesome. I think it's yeah. the best candy bar. I've never had it. I had never had it until this year. Mm. It's kind of one of those weird also rands. I feel like it's you. You can get it almost everywhere. Right. I just immediately started eating. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. And I assume you both have had Baby Ruth. Before. Mm-hmm. I have a grip. There's one of those you don't. Think of as your favorite, I mm-hmm. would think. I feel like it was bigger. There was a time when it was bigger. Like it was in Goonies, right? Isn't in the late movie? 1920s. <laughs> yeah, it was a sword and Right. The Louis Gehrig was popular mm-hmm. at that time. You call him Louis? The Mickey Man. No, the candy bar. The Louis, oh. the Louis <laughs> also, I love that I didn't think this had so much. This is going to be the most annoying podcast ever. Let's start the podcast with crumpling sounds. <laughs> No. Then eating sounds. Mm-hmm. Seconds of silence in between mm-hmm. while we chew. Well, to me, the Baby Ruth is like a quintessential Halloween candy bar. Yeah. Mm. I like it. Well, no problems with it, but pretty much as a kid, I only ate it in the Halloween bag. Mm-hmm. And the Halloween bag, the way I did it, I don't know how you did it, but I, put, I kind of, um, I would save the very best stuff. Uh-huh. And then just lose it, like, a few days in and eat all the other <laughs> And the very worst stuff I would just kind of never touch. And Baby Ruth would be kind of in that middle group, which was 
Very happy to have it. Uh-huh. But I never was setting it aside yeah. like I would, say, a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, which was always a home run. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. As a kid growing up, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup was probably always my favorite. Yeah. Um, Peanut butter, anything. Yeah. For me. I think, for me, the main appeal to Baby Ruth is that it's quality, but I've never had it. So it was like this weird surprise. It's like if I'd never had a Snickers bar... And then one day had one. I was like, this is great. Why have I never had a Snickers bar before? Pretty similar to a Snickers, huh? It is fairly similar to a Snickers. There's something about is the it combination. Is the Nestle's answer to the Snickers? It must be. I would, I would is Snickers that old? Because uh, I'm pretty sure it's not a myth that this came out when Babe Ruth was playing. and that. I don't think it has anything to do with Babe Ruth, actually. Well, I think that's what I remember was that they always said, no, it has nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's named after, was it? Some baby Ruth. <laughs> yeah, it was a president's daughter. I think, yeah, you know? I think you're right. Yeah. Um, but then everyone was like, obviously. Snickers Cleveland? I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke Craig Kikowski had in the, I think, in a Second City show many years ago. <laughs> he was an immigrant. <laughs> and they asked him, uh, you yeah. know. <laughs> what candy bars named after a president's <laughs> That's pretty good. The only, the fatal flaw of the baby roof is that it's kind of messy. You don't get it as much with the little one. My first bite fell in. Yeah, like pieces of chocolate just fall everywhere. When I'm also eating. having a, uh, it's a, it's like tough to finish it yeah. problem going on. Like the Snickers, you kind of eat it and you're done with it. Yeah. Got a little bit of a... A lot of weird, like, uh, candy bar grits. It's really around. sticky. All right, I can feel myself already, like, reaching for my second baby root. Mm-hmm. So to stop yeah, myself... I'll go next. Let's, what's the next one? Let's, what do you got? Now, next? this one... So I was. I mentioned I love peanut butter. So I was going to go... I live right near 7-Eleven. I was going to go with the peanut butter Twix. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. Because I saw something... Ugh, peanut butter Because I've always wanted to try the peanut butter Twix. I'm, I'm going to say I'm pretty anti-Twix. Really? It's got everything you want. All right. Respect. Um, But I found something in this particular 7-Eleven that I haven't seen in eight years. And like uh, early college I saw, and I think it was new then, and I haven't seen it since, but I Uh, loved it. Reese's Sticks. Whoa. I've never had the Reese's Sticks. Reese's Sticks. Yeah. So. There we go. uh, They look a little like uh, Nutty Bars. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They also like Pooh. Now, what are the names of those Nutty Bars? Is that just what they're called? Nutty Bars are like a little Debbie snack. Mm-hmm. And they are actually very similar to Nutty Bars. Just like a... You're right. I never thought of that, but it is very Nutty Bars. I'm thinking of... It's a little different. It's got... I guess it is, but... I had this one friend who... His... Uh, I don't know what his dad did, but... He, his house had a... Like a half pipe... For skating uh-huh. and a batting cage and a go kart track. Jesus Christ! And he had like five or six video games, like freestanding video games. They were terrible. Mm-hmm. They were like Elevator Action was the best one, which isn't a very <laughs> good game. Um, but we would go over to spend the night parties, like twenty mm-hmm. kids, yeah, once every single week, every Friday. And when you would get there, there would be this enormous tray, and I, I mean, tray is not the right term. It was as big as this table, uh-huh. which is. I don't know. The diameter of this table is six feet. No, it's not. It's four feet. But it was about as big as this whole table filled with candy bars uh-huh. of all sorts. But they were only like those nutty bar type candy bars. So I kind of never... I always considered those to be like second-rate candy bars. But anyway. Yeah, yeah well, the, I mean, the yeah. Stick is good. The nutty bar, it's weird. It's not, I wouldn't even consider the nutty bar a candy bar. It was almost like... 
Yeah, just a weird little Debbie snack. It was like a yeah, a little Debbie. Those were like mom snacks. Yeah, know? exactly. And my mom would send them to, when I went to college. My mom like it was weird. My mom would hear like people send care packages, so she would send me these care packages. But they would almost always have nutty bars in, which I didn't even like. Yeah, I guess I could have just told her when, to stop sending me nutty bars. When you would eat it, do you eat like we ate these Reese sticks, or did you do what I did, where you peel it off like layer by layer? Oh, the nutty bars, I would peel them layer by layer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> we had a kid. I went to Camp Deerwood. Yeah, and there was a kid named Twig McGuig. His real name was uh, <laughs> real name was Trevor McGuig. But his name he he was like my name's Trevor McGuig. You can call me Twig. And he was tiny, super super thin. That same camp had a kid there named Truck Van Car. Is his Van real name? Car. Yeah, Truck Van Car. And uh, his uh, but so Twig McGuig. <laughs> Would get these elaborate care packages uh-huh. from his mom, yeah, which consisted of mostly candy and then tons of ninja magazines, oh, just man. like all sorts of ninja <laughs> magazines. And he would not share that candy no matter what. Uh-huh. So I remember we put all of his candy. We took it one time and like put it all like under under his bed and then up onto his bed uh-huh. to where ants just all over his bed, just and, and you know, yeah. So like if you don't share, that's what happens. Ants. Um, so was the Reese's the Reese's peanut butter cups were used to be your favorite or are still your favorite? You know they never were my favorite, but I always liked them. They're they're one of those candies that's good cold. Yeah. Uh, another one, fudge sticks. You know the like the Keebler that come in like uh, uh, yeah. a long thing. Trust me, get them, put them in the fridge. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Um, but my dad always loved Reese's peanut butter cups. I mean, yeah. any any time of day, any time of year, he would. Be chowing down yeah. on those. Um, so I think as a rebellious way, I didn't want that. But the Reese's Sticks is so highly different. The weird thing about the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup is that, yeah, it's not a candy bar. So in my mind, I would almost always think about that while I was eating it. I was like, it's this. Sh- it the shape is so. It's like, why am I eating these weird little round mm. things? I just loved them. Yeah, and like the bigger the pack. And once they went to the three, yeah, because I was growing up, it was always the two. Yeah. And then once they put a third <laughs> cup in right. the thing, I mean, I just I couldn't believe it, how yeah. great that was. And then you would go to the movies, and they would have, like, for five ninety nine or something, <laughs> I guess back then, like, two ninety nine. Yeah. Four of them. <laughs> in one, in one just, just like... Your head exploded. Yeah, no one needs that. But, uh, so, Rush, what's your... Uh, uh, mine is the Whatchamacallit. Whoa! I'm so excited because Super I have underrated. never... I've also never had a Whatchamacallit bar. Uh... These became my favorite. I, I, they probably still are. I don't know. But they became my favorite uh, growing up because I went to the uh, this beach in Georgia where they had a snack bar. And I had an account number. Uh-huh. And so you could kind of go in and I was allowed to have like, like two candy bars a day. Mm-hmm. And we sampled all the candy bars and whatchamacallit became my like go-to candy bar out there. Mm. So there's really good. a little nostalgia mixed in with the fact that I really like it too. This is interesting. This is sort of like a, almost like a Rice Krispie treat with like cho- like chocolate around it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's the um? There's like a, a rice. What's the name of it? It's a candy bar that's like circular. It is like rice stuff. Um, it's called like Polar Bear or something. Hmm. I'm blanking. But this tastes like it, but it has caramel. Polar Bear. Never had a whatchamacallit. Did you have to? Did you have any trouble tracking this down? 
It's worth mentioning that I asked Rush to do this podcast like an hour and a half no, ago. I did not. And I was worried because I thought I wouldn't be able to find one and then I wouldn't be able to bring my actual favorite candy bar. But mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm enjoying this one. We're going. What did candy bars have to have silly names? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The whatchamacallit, I do, I definitely remember the commercials for whatchamacallit when I was a kid. It would be like two guys in a truck, like, he's like, uh, what's that candy bar? Whatchamacallit? No, but what's a really, what's a really, it was a really poor man's who's on first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and one, a one joke, Evan Costello. And was there, Mike, did you start singing, was there a jingle? Were you starting to? I think it was, um, how's it go? Who's it what? Something, something. Whatchamacallit? Oh, Yeah. It's I weird. think Rush wins. Yeah. This is my favorite of the three. That's a great bar. I've never had this before. I don't even really know how it works. It's just good. <laughs> so it's made with chocolate, peanut-flavored crisps, mm-hmm. and caramel. I also like the sort of uh, classic-looking wrapper. Like it, it, It's very sort of 80s-looking. Chunky is what I was thinking of. Oh, the Chunky. I almost, <clears throat> I almost grabbed Chunky. Uh, at, I was at the CVS like twenty minutes ago, and there weren't a ton of options. And I was like, Chunky. I don't think I've, I. I almost grabbed Chunky as my one I'd never had because I've never had Chunky. What do you think is the best candy bar that does not involve chocolate? Do we count like Skittles as a candy bar? No. Or Starburst as a candy. Like bar? what is no. a candy bar that doesn't involve chocolate? A uh, payday. Is, is a bar without chocolate. Oh, it's just like sort of peanuts and peanuts <laughs> weirdly surrounded. I think Zagnut doesn't have chocolate uh-huh. in there. Zagnut? Zagnut. What's that? That's uh, disgusting. I, I think I've told you this story. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, when I was, I went to debate camp, which I hated. That was in uh, Emory uh, University there in Atlanta. And uh, we had a thing where you... Before you went, you like preloaded a certain amount of money onto your charge card. Um, it was like for canteen, I think they called it. Which off your charge card, you got like notebooks and pencils, and then occasionally you get like a soda. So at the end of the camp, um, they let us know, and maybe they had told us earlier, but no, no one knew that. Oh, by the way, however much money you have on that charge card, that is just sunk. You can't get it back. You can't get uh-huh. cash back for the remainder. <laughs> so there was this mad dash on the uh, <laughs> like campus bookstore at Emory that had all the you know candy bars and stuff. And we took our time getting there, which was foolish. And when, by the time we arrived, there was just—I mean, you could buy like some mops uh, and like you mops. know, yeah, like you know, comet. I mean, there was nothing. Like the place had been. Uh, ransacked by like 150 debate kids yeah. and $45 left over. <laughs> and so all that was left for me to get for food was a huge box of Zagnut candy bars. <laughs> so I bought the whole thing. And they were terrible? They were terrible. We ate like one bar between us and just threw out, like, <laughs> I guess, 23 bars. Uh-huh. I, it's funny, like, what what are you guys, like, what is your sort of relationship with candy bars? Like, do you get them very often or, like, now that you're an adult? I find at work, I go to the vending machine more than I think I would, mm-hmm. which is maybe not even once a day, but like, I don't know, three times a week, yeah. I'll, I'll go. And the weird thing I do now, which I didn't do 
when I was a kid was like I would have a taste for something when I was younger and be like, oh, I gotta get a, a Snickers or whatever. Uh-huh. And now it's more like I'll look and I'm just disappointed at what's there. Yeah. Um, and so then I'm like settling or like I do really stupid debates in my head be like, well, you know, peanut M&M's, you know, there's some protein. <laughs> so that's that's probably the smartest way to go. I had, a, I had a friend post a poll up on this like message board I'm on that said, "Do you consider peanut M and M's uh, a candy or an energy treat?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like a fourteen to one vote for candy, and the guy who put the poll up had voted energy treat. So that poll did not come out. <laughs> yeah, like I'm the only person that would even consider that a reasonable question right. is the one to be like, "Well." Yeah, it's an energy drink. You could tell he had just been in an argument with someone who was like, no, it's legitimate <laughs> to call it an energy treat. I bet you if I surveyed 15 people, three would uh-huh. <laughs> Although it's funny that there are things that are considered like energy bars that are probably just as bad as oh, yeah. peanut m and Like a lot of the sort of like cliff bars and stuff like that. Yeah, I do think, yeah, I guess how much protein they have is where you can get away with it. Yeah. It's funny... As a kid, I definitely like. I, I didn't have a. Didn't, wasn't allowed to have candy a ton, except for like Halloween and stuff like that. So I definitely like was always excited about it. Then I went through a phase, like most of my life, like not really being that into candy, besides like maybe Starburst or Skittles every once in a while. And then just recently, over the last like year or two, <laughs> this sort of unsettling resurgence of like really <laughs> wanting candy bars, yeah, really wanting stuff like that. But now I'll just like get one candy bar stuck in my head, and that that's just what I'll get. So like right. the baby, like baby, like the last four months, if I get a candy bar, it's always just the baby room. Hmm. And then I'm sure I will reach the breaking point where I'm really sick of it, and then either yeah. stop entirely or move on to something else. I suspect I might move on to what you want to call it. Delicious bar. You know, when I was growing up, my um, my mom had a candy drawer in our fridge. Oh. It was the, the bottom that was supposed to be for vegetables. Well, for the Hall family. And uh, and it was can- and I never thought anything of it because I was like, well, that's what refrigerators are. And my best friend Tyler, when I was in high school, like, was a, he was a fatter kid. And he, I mean, he, he mentally exploded. He couldn't understand the concept of an entire drawer devoted to candy uh-huh. uh, stocked by a mother. And it was the greatest thing in the world. He would literally come into the house and wouldn't say hi to me or anyone and would just go to the drawer <laughs> first and see what was there and take a couple uh, things and I need to do that more. Uh, we had a, uh, like, candy in our household. Like, my mom didn't buy that much of it, but it was an absolute free-for-all uh, once it would get bought. And my brother, because I, I had sports practice and he didn't do as many sports, so I would get home a couple hours after him every day for the most part. And... We, my mom actually would never buy a candy bar, but she bought these things called Kudos. Do you remember those? Uh, and yeah. they're just straight up candy bars, yes. like kind yeah. of packaged as a different thing, but they're yeah. just candy bars. And they were. I feel really, like there was some. I feel like Kudos was one of those things that they sort of tried to sell as being like a granola, healthier. Yeah, yeah, right. really they, they basically kind of pretended like it was a, a granola bar type thing. I yeah, mean, but they, I mean, first of all, they're delicious. They're, they're they taste kind of like a like a Girl Scout cookie a little bit uh. turned into a candy bar, or at least. That's how I see them. But my, so they would sell them in packs of eight kudos or 12, you know, and, and my mom would, would buy um, like two eight count or two 12 count, I can't remember. And I would come home two hours after the kudos had arrived, which was always Friday, Friday was grocery store day. 
and my brother would have eaten without fail all but one of the kudos, <laughs> and he would have eaten the last one too, except that he had been yelled at to not eat all of the kudos. <laughs> so I would walk in and I just, I mean, I would flip out of my front. Like, you just ate fifteen candy bars <laughs> in like ninety minutes. <laughs> I used to do. It's not a candy bar thing, but did you ever eat combos? Oh, I love yeah. So I went through like a two-year phase where combos was what I wanted for every snack ever. And I have an older sister, you both know, named Molly. And so what I would do is, this is very mature and adult, I would open the package and find the ones that had the most salt on it and lay them out and save them for the end. Uh-huh. So if there's like 20 of them, I'd have like four that I would lay out just so that they were safe and good and I was going to save them for the end. And like, without fail, almost every time, Molly would somehow like her radar went off and she would come in and would just grab them and eat them. And it was like, I would try to explain to her, like, you don't understand. This is, these are more valuable than yeah. the other combos. If so you want a combo, the saltiest combo is the best. That was the best yeah. for 11 year old Mike. You're like, you are destroying my borderline OCD. <laughs> yes. I don't think you understand how huge this is. Today, actually, as I was getting off the L uh, on my way to work here, I looked over as I came outside and it was drizzling a little bit. There were like five loose combos sitting on a ledge. They had like, but they were weirdly like waterlogged. Oh man! It was one of the most disgusting things I'd ever seen. (laughs) They tasted pretty good, but there was something about seeing them. I was just like, they looked far more disgusting than I could have ever imagined (laughs) they would look. It was like I felt like I was looking at like bloated corpses or something. Like the way they had taken on the water was really gross. And I do really like combos, only pretzel combos. Right, that's cracker best. combos. I think are just terrible. Yeah, they're 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 way worse. Yeah, they're edible. Yeah, but they're way worse. <laughs> and I hear they've done stuff since that's even like they've gotten weird like taco combos and stuff. Yeah. It's not particularly. Um, yeah, I mean they haven't made a a new, a new really good flavor of chip. Yeah. Right, since the chili cheese frio, which is like ten years old or yeah. something, but they keep trying. Well, chips now it's all like fiery hot stuff and it's funny when you talk about the vending machine the vending machine here I try not to go too often whatever I do it's like if I want a chip option it's almost everything is something fiery hot yeah Yeah. and my theory is that fiery hot stuff you can't tell if it's stale as easily Uh, interesting I buy that we, have you tried the, um, they don't market it as this but one of the new Dorito flavors is um, I'm not even necessarily saying it's good but it's stunningly accurate. It tastes like a Burger King cheeseburger. They don't. They market it as like late night snack Dorito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when we, someone had a bag at work and like this whole room was freaking out, and I walked in and was like, "What the? Like, Try it! It tastes like a Burger King burger." <laughs> I was like, "I don't really want that right now." But oh my, oh my yeah. god, that's bizarre. I I am more of a chips guy than a, a candy guy in general, and I do like sort of weird, dumb. Like, I'll, if I'm at, like, a truck stop, I will pick the weirdest <laughs> chip just to see how it is. And there's some, there's a certain uh, brand of chip where you're just like, this isn't good exactly as, a, like, uh, an interesting taste experience. Yeah. I actually kind Every of really like dill pickle flavored chips now. Hmm. Huh. That's sort of a new thing I'm seeing more and more of. It's I'm very, like, stuck in my ways on the chips. Like, I want, like, a Dorito or a salt and vinegar chip. Salt and vinegar is still my favorite. And though, yeah. I also like, a, like, the the ruffles are good. Yeah. With that, like, French onion dip. Yeah. That's, that's a classic. That's a great chip uh, dip combo. 
But yeah, I think I, I, the one candy bar, and I, I guess it doesn't count, but I think you and I share a passion for the uh, Snickers ice cream. Snickers bar. ice cream oh, is so amazing. Good. That's the greatest. It's definitely candy better than regular regular Snickers. So, yeah. Oh yeah, I think it's the best ice cream thing there is. Oh, definitely, it's amazing. I love that you guys have tried that. I've never talked to anybody about that, but it is fantastic. It's great. I've actually talked about this on the podcast before, so I'll tell the story quickly. But uh, I was talking to, I guess, Andy St. Clair about them. We were both just like, these are amazing. Um, And uh, I I did a show on the same night, like in the same slot with Andy for like a year. Tuesday nights, uh, he was in Stubbs, and I was in uh, Welcome to Thirties Boys. Yeah. So one night, I was on my way to the show, and I went by Seven Eleven, and I was like, uh, I was like, uh, oh, I'll get an ice cream Snickers bar, and I was like, you know what? I'll get one for Andy too. So I got there, but he wasn't there. So he wasn't there yet because he showed up like halfway through whatever show it was before <laughs> his. Show. Yeah. And so I had the bartender put it in the refrigerator. And I'd eaten mine beforehand. And then after the show, I was like, oh, I should give this to Andy. And then it just seemed weird <laughs> somehow. So, I mean, you ate the bar. So then I ate it. I just <laughs> ate it myself. Yeah, right. waiting for that. It seemed weird. Yeah. I was just like, uh, Yeah, you did it out of the socially awkward. Yeah, I brought awesome. one for Dina, too. Yeah. I, did. I thought I should eat it. Uh, so we still have some other candy bars, but maybe yeah, let's we'll move on it. to... Uh, New, yeah, yeah. So we're interspersing candy yeah. bars throughout. So, Mike, what is your topic? Okay, so I was telling Arnie, um, coming in today, I'm, uh, I've been dating this girl now for more than a year, which is great, uh, and things are going very well, And but I was pointing out, like, I have not done well in the dating arena outside of this. In fact, uh-huh. the, before her, it had literally been a decade since I had anyone who was reasonably close to a serious girlfriend. I mean, that I dated for more than two or three months or so. So everything about it is new uh, to me. And I started thinking, it's so weird for me to have a relationship that's working well. My best stories in life are dating disasters. Uh-huh. And I was like, I bet the two of you would be willing to be as self-deprecating as I am and tell your best horrible dating story sure and i'll i'll go first okay um i've got a one that's just tragic but one that's funny and i'll Uh, I'll do the funny and if we have time i'll do the tragic one so i moved to connecticut and i'm 22 i don't know anyone there i'm a little in over my head at my job so i'm kind of swimming and just trying to figure out those first couple months were really tough i had no friends i had no family i knew no one there and some people at my job really didn't want me there so I hadn't had a chance to meet any young people too. Yeah. I'm 22 hanging out with 40 and 50 year olds at work. So finally this one girl I know who's in her 20s and is attractive and she was like, hey, my girls and I are going out to this bar. Do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, sure, of course. And of course all her girls were super cute. And this one of them, we'll call her Kylie, was there. Uh, oh, my phone's off, but I'd show you a picture of her. And this uh, is in Bristol. This is in Bristol, Connecticut. So, uh, and they're all 20 something cute uh-huh. girls. So we go to this bar and, and like in hindsight, I didn't realize I played it perfectly. Like okay. I, she was so cute, I was like, oh, I'm not even going to bother talking to this girl, Kylie. Well, again, in hindsight, a 22-year-old girl not being paid attention to was the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> so an hour into the night, she just she wouldn't leave me alone. And I, I just still didn't even get it. I bought her a couple rounds of drinks before. I was like, oh my gosh, she's hitting on me. Oh, this is awesome. 
And again, lonely guy looking for something yeah. that's so excited. So then I'm all in. We're dancing and I'm buying more rounds and shots. Of course I'll do shots. I find out she went to Arizona State. Starting to realize, okay, she's a party girl. <laughs> oh, sure. So it's like, you know, 1 a.m. And, and this place is still rocking and, and she's going, I'm just trying to hang with her. And I'm just, you know, starting to think in my head, this is perfect. This is just what I need. I'm going to start to feel more happy in life. So I go um, to the bar. So the layout is like... The dancing is over here on the left, and there's a long bar, and there's like an ATM machine on the right. And everybody, there's like a dozen people at the bar, but they're all on the left. So there's like a three, four foot gap on the right where nobody is. Uh. So I go behind the mob trying to get uh, a, a couple beers, and I can't get the guy's attention. So I, I go to the end, and, uh, and I'm waiting for the attention. I'm thinking, man, this is a hulk. <laughs> I don't know why this guy's a hulk. <laughs> And I turn around, and I mean, I cover the left side of the ATM. I plaster it. Wow. Just, I mean, put awful, Uh. disgusting, horrible. It is painted in vomit. And I'm so embarrassed. And And no question. Prior to that, did you think, I'm about to throw up, Mm -hmm. I'm feeling weird? Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, probably five seconds of of warning in my head. And I don't know if it was because I was nervous because I wanted that girl so badly or because I hadn't been with someone or if it was because I did way too many shots with a girl who could trick me at the table. So I'm so embarrassed. I'm so nervous. I look around. She didn't see. She's still in the midst of the dance floor, had no idea. None of the 12 people saw. And the bartender didn't see. So I'm safe. I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. So there's no napkins on the right side. So I sneak back through the mob and I grab a napkin and I wipe my face off of the vomit and I discreetly throw it on the ground and I'm like oh god I can't believe I almost blew this and so the guy finally notices me a couple minutes later and I'm like just two more lights and he's like okay and he goes away and I was like can you imagine how embarrassing if she oh (laughs) oh my god this is my fault and I turn around and I perfectly balance the ATM machine (laughs) It is now covered on the right half. Uh, I'm assuming this place doesn't take credit cards. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so there are people at the end of the night like, uh, I have to use this vomit-soaked ATM to so pay my tax. Trust them a lot of <laughs> The best part is the place is so loud and so dark, no one saw or heard again. Wow. I don't know how it happened. So I got the beers, I got the napkins, I took a swig, like switched it around my mouth, uh, I was like, I'm good to go. Five minutes later, we're making out of the dance uh, floor. Whoa. Victory, my Wow. I never told her about it. Um, and so it's a horrible, we did it for like two months and then I had to move away uh, and it worked out fine. Uh, and she was actually super good. Little do you know that she took two wet shits <laughs> <laughs> At the exact same yeah. time. It was Kismet. You two were uh, yeah. 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 MFEO. I'm trying to think. I feel like I, I definitely had, like, I'm trying to think if I have any good dating gone awry stories. I feel like m- most of my, like, dating stuff went, like, awry in, like, just kind of, like, undramatic, sad ways, you know, just sort <laughs> yeah. of, was sort of a late bloomer, so there was a lot of kind of, like, pining and then a lot of kind of, like, relationships that never kind of really went anywhere, nothing really sort of that fun. Um, I did have something a second ago that was kind of... Oh, well, this this is probably one of the most awkward moments I've ever had. I, uh, with the girl I was dating, went on a trip to visit her family. And... Uh, <laughs> not Sarah. Not Sarah. No, not my wife. Uh, went to visit her family, this girl's family, and uh, met her grandmother, who, you know, unfortunately had uh, Alzheimer's, or not all, if not Alzheimer's, something like that. 
went with uh, this girl's father to visit the father's mother in the hospital. Uh, she was a very, like a very winning, very charming woman with Alzheimer's, but clearly like a little, like she had this sort of like old, uh, old time charm where she could kind of like hide it, mm-hmm. but you could still kind of tell. Like if she didn't know what you were talking about, she would just kind of laugh like, oh, you, yeah. but you could tell she had just this elaborate system to sort of uh, hide it, essentially. So we're driving back, and the father seems a little sad because, you know, he's just seen his mother in this state. And somehow this leads to him talking to his daughter about the fact that he and his wife have a suicide pact. What? If they ever get to that state. Um. If they, if one of them, or both of them get old enough, or they basically are like, and someday when things get... When we get too old, we're going to commit suicide together. <laughs> and of course, this girl I was hitting was like, Dad, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? No, you can't do that. That's horrible. Yeah. And he's like, and she, and then they, they fight about this, and I'm in the car, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just really quiet. Because like, what can I say? Um, so it's not like they've agreed... That if one of them is unconscious, they'll pull the plug. No, it's not a it's do not resuscitate. They are gonna like branch Davidian it up. Yep, exactly. In the event that yeah. they make it to seventy. They've clearly talked about it to the extent where uh, the girl was like, "Well, you at least have to tell me before you do this." And they're That's like, "No, we talked about terrible. this, but we can't tell you because we don't want you to be legally culpable for oh knowing that we're going to do it." And. Uh, yeah, that is uh, awkward boyfriend time. Yeah, <laughs> was sort of like, because I, I kind of sort of could at least hypothetically identify. I was like, well, I mean, that sort of makes sense, and there's to some extent there's something kind of sweet about it, I suppose. <laughs> but but you know, also if I were thinking of my parents in that situation, I'd be just as outraged. Yeah. So that's a weird fight to uh, be stuck in a car ride for sure, forty five sure. minutes during. Ugh. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, similar to Arnie, I mean, I feel like most of my like bad dates are just pretty simple and straightforward and like didn't work out. I remember, <laughs> uh, I do remember like the most embarrassed I've ever been, and this won't be my story, but I went to uh, this girl's house when I was in high school and I, had, I was re- trying to date her for a while and she would... Um, but this was like the second time I had the second time I had asked her out, and I drove over to her house, knocked on the door, or rang the doorbell or whatever, and her dad opens the door and he's like, uh, "What are you doing here?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm here to take so and so out," and he was like, uh, "He's looking at me real weird, and I don't I don't kind of know what to do." And I walk in and like she had forgotten and was in the process of being picked up to go on a date with another guy. Oh. And that mean and the guy was like older than me and like cooler than me. Sure. And uh-huh. I mean I just knew that like soon thereafter it would be going around that like, oh Rush Owl showed up to try to pick up the Aww. same girl and get blown off. So that was like, like I'm so sorry, me. but as a consolation, here's a whole box of Zagnut candy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was too I was too young. I was, you know, sixteen probably because uh-huh. I just got my car, you know. Yeah. And I was kind of too young to know how to handle the situation at all, so I ended up, like, sitting there for, like, 10 or 15 minutes where we kind of... Because, you know, I was friendly Uh, enough with the guy that it was kind of like a thing. And, you know, she was mortified, but I was also kind of like, fuck you, like, I'm glad you're mortified. Uh, (laughs) Um, 
But I wasn't. I can't pretend I was like with it enough to like really make it awful for her. And yeah. so I was just like, maybe she'll decide to go out with me. <laughs> maybe um, I'm just present. Yeah. So that that was the most like kind of just awkward moment. I've had some really really bad dates, but I've had. I think my like kind of just a funny one was there was a girl that I, I didn't know all that well in college, but um, we we hung out one night and it was a lot of fun and we had this like big thing called house parties. It's like a three-day uh-huh. date. You know, it's like uh, you take them to dinner and like a, this, because there are all these clubs at Princeton and um, if you're in the club, you, you have like, like I said, like a th- it's really like a two-night, three-day yeah. date. So I was like, hey, you know, we don't know each other that well, but do you want to go to house parties? She's like, yeah, great, let's do it. And I think I had just previously been dating, a, you know, and got that, that ended and so it was like this fun thing. So I said, well, I mean, we really don't know each other at all. So why don't we go out for dinner um, the week before uh, just so we can have it like at least one time. We'll have like one date before. So she's like, great. So we went to this Thai restaurant and um, like for whatever reason, like at that stage, in my, I was a senior in college. So I was really kind of blowing stuff off. <laughs> and I, I really like was, was a, just a goofball. So I showed up wearing like, like a like a tuxedo, just like as a joke, uh-huh. like, you know. Like I mean, it wasn't like a nice tuxedo, uh-huh. you know. It was probably like it wasn't like a light blue powder tuxedo, uh-huh. but it was it was some sort of ridiculous tuxedo. And instead of like the tuxedo jacket, I just had like like a red like samurai like one of those old, like this Japanese like it was like a Japanese smoking jacket uh-huh. but everything else tuxedo so yeah. tuxedo tie and all this stuff and uh, so I looked like an absolute fucking idiot and I, I think she was kind of like I don't know what you're doing but it's fine uh-huh. so I took her to um, to this Thai restaurant and we get in there and I never gone you know and I mean it's college like you don't have money to eat yeah. out very often and um, we sit down and the menu has got like these various level of smiley faces <laughs> next to the different uh. food so I was like okay well I guess smiley face means more recommended than, uh, <laughs> than another one but you know I don't it's kind of an odd thing to do to say uh-huh. how much each thing works. so I order the thing that has the most smiley faces because I think well sure I'll take your most special item <laughs> and uh <laughs> So, I mean, I think is obvious. Uh, I should have noticed. They weren't smiley faces. They were crying from the heat. So, uh, it was how hot the dish was. And I had gotten the hottest, like, Thai dish possible at this restaurant. And I'm in a... I mean, it's like 87 degrees out. It's spring. And I'm in a tuxedo with, on top of the tuxedo, a Japanese, like, smoking jacket. And... I proceed to have like three bites or five bites before you can tell it's really hot. And just, I mean, within like five seconds, it was like I went from zero to red as a beat and sweating like I had just gotten out of a pool. Uh And it was so (laughs) ridiculous. You know, I could like joke about it for a few seconds, but then, I mean, just drenched to the point where the waiters were coming out and like pointing at me and laughing no. and brought the chef out. Oh. And he was like, oh, hot, huh? Hot. And I was like, yes, it's very hot. And, uh, you know, it just in the middle of that day, I was just like, 
I don't know what I'm what I'm doing with my life or myself right now, but <laughs> here I am. Um, here I am. <laughs> tuxedo in a samurai jacket. In a novelty tuxedo <laughs> with a novelty jacket. On a date. Uh, on a date and trying to like ask questions <laughs> you know, serious uh-huh. while I look like I've just gotten out of the pool. <laughs> uh, Mike, what was your other one you said you had? Well, yeah, this is not as funny as vomiting, but it's it's more bizarre. Um, and it's a little sort of like uh, both of yours in that it's a Kevin Arnold wonder years sort of like, oh, this actually can happen. Uh-huh. So when I moved to Charlotte shortly after uh, the relationship with Kylie. So I don't know anyone there either. And uh, I like three weeks in some guy who I only met because he had the same first and last name as me um, was like, oh, you should date this girl. Um, should, she won't listen to this, right? Probably not. Nah, Caroline. So, you should date this girl, Caroline. I was like, okay. Um, so I went on like a date, and like she was cute, and she was very funny. And we went on a second date, and it was like, again, she was a super attractive, super funny girl, but I just wasn't attracted to her. I couldn't figure it out. So at the end of the date, I was like, listen, this is awesome, and I think you're great, but is it weird to just be friends instead of dating? And she was totally on board. I was like, okay, great. So the next year, we became like best friends. Uh. And we hung out, you know, four or five days a week. And she was my friend. I went to the 4th of July with her, you know, family together and stuff like that. And so we got to the Christmas presents. I mean, we were close. So about a year into us being friends, she goes, guys, my little sister's moving to town. And she doesn't know anybody. Can everyone... Yeah, you know where it's going. (laughs) She goes, can you please try to be friends with her? Please. She, She's so upset. She tried to, you know, go to Nashville and... Now she has to move back. She doesn't have any money. She's sad. I just want her, I want her to be welcomed here. And I'm like, yeah, okay. First day that we're supposed to meet her, um, it's like a group of six of us. And like one person leaves right after the little sister gets there. And then uh, Caroline leaves like right after the little sister gets there. And then the other two people leave. And so it's just me and the little sister. Little sister is stunning. Uh-huh. Stunningly beautiful. Charming as hell. Uh, we close down the bar uh, talking. Yeah. Fantastic. So we go to her car to keep talking, literally as sophomore as I was. We were just talking, and it's like two thirty in the morning, and finally she says, "Like, um, okay, are you gonna kiss me or what?" And I was like, "Oh, right, yeah, sure, sorry." And so I do, and everything's great. And she's like, "Listen, we gotta stop." And I was like, "Why?" And she was like, "I just, I just, I feel weird. I'm really close with Caroline. I want to make sure that she's okay with this." And I was like, "Oh, of course. Why wouldn't she be?" She was like, "I don't know. I just." You know, I don't want to come into her group of friends and do stuff. And I'm in my head, I'm like, first off, she's cute, she's smart, she's funny, she super likes me, and she's a great sister. Like, this is awesome. What a selfless yeah. girl. So I was like, I'll go, I'll talk to Caroline tomorrow. She's like, awesome, great. So I go the next day and say, hey, can I come over and chat? Yeah. So we come over and we go for a walk, and I'm like, hey, so, you know, I'm curious, is this okay if I date your sister? She's like, no. I was like, oh, um, I didn't really. Expect that. I mean, I, I mean, you have a right to say that, but I, you know, I don't really have to ask you that. And she was like, "Well, to be honest, it's, you know, I've always had this sibling rivalry with her, and I just, well, I wouldn't be okay with it." And I was like, "Oh, all right." So I called the little sister and I was like, "I'm sorry, we can't, we can't do this." Uh-huh. And she was like, "Okay." And uh, and so we hang out as like a group the next day, and it's really awkward. And so I called the little sister again. And I was like, "Listen, there's no need for this to happen. So I'm gonna take the high road and be the good guy." If you're going to be hanging out with Caroline, 
I'm just going to not hang out that night. Yeah. And if I'm going to, why don't we just give it some space and yeah. some time? Let's worry about her feelings. She goes, okay. So for the next month, the only communications I have with this girl, who I'm crazy about, yeah. is texting her being like, are you out tonight? And she'll say yes. And I say, cool, I'm going to stay in. Or I'm going out. Can you not come out? Blah, blah, blah. So we're yeah. super worrying about this girl, Caroline's being. So about a month later, Caroline comes over and says, um, uh, the reason I can't have you get my sister is because I'm in love with you. Uh, okay, well, you um, immediately vomit on ATM. I vomited on ATM machine, <laughs> so I go. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, okay, you know, I, I don't want to lie to you. I don't feel the same things, but you're super important to me. I want to yeah. make sure we're friends. What do I need to do? And she's like, okay, we'll be blah blah. So for the next month, again, I'm still not seeing the girl that I'm crazy about, and I'm trying to make sure my friend is fine. Carolyn approaches me after a month and goes, "I can't believe you've been secretly dating my sister behind my back." And I was like, "I, I have not." In fact, I've literally done the opposite to make yeah. sure I don't do this. She goes, no, I know you have, and I'm sure you're both going to lie to me about it. And I was like, whoa, what? I don't know what's happening here. This is factually inaccurate. Uh. And she goes, no, that's it. I can't have you a part of my life. And I was like, I, I, how, what? I, I, didn't, I think I did everything right here. In fact, yeah. too right. And I'm going to be punished for this? And she was like, I'm sorry, it's just too hard. So that was my only social group in Charlotte oh boy and all the friends were like dude she's being amazingly irrational we can't not side with her we've been friends with her for 12 years like uh-huh. we have to be there we, we can't pick you over her we've known you a year we've known her 12 and I was like well this blows yeah and so I ended up like the last like four months in Charlotte like I had <laughs> I had no one to hang out with the girl I was crazy uh-huh. about couldn't see me um, the girl who was my best friend uh, told me she loved me and then didn't want to have me a part of her life. It was like, not nearly funny, but uh-huh. just tragic. Wow, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, the only other story I can think of is, this is almost like kind of just underlines kind of how kind of pitiful I was like in high school age. Like I was, again, I was sort of a late bloomer and I kind of just wasn't, didn't really have any self-confidence in high school. Or I had self-confidence, but not romantically really. Uh, so... I was, in the pl- I was in a play at the school, and there was a girl who was a year older than me who I was very attracted to, and she would flirt with me when we were in the play, uh, and I would give her rides home after the play. Um, and so then we started, like, hanging out a lot, and it was romantic, and I would, you know, hang out on the weekends. I'd hang out at her place until kind of late. Uh, but she did have a boyfriend who was older than her who was away at college, um, but then it seemed like they weren't really <clears throat> hanging out. That much, and it was one of those things where it was clear. Like in retrospect, I'm like, this girl was interested in me. I just refused to ever do anything about it, other than just be like, I will be there. Yeah, I will be there, and maybe something will happen. I. And it's funny, like it couldn't have been more blatant. Like going out on what were essentially dates, and at the end of the night, like her giving me a look, like ah, something. And I literally remember going, what? Like saying. <laughs> But I, mean, I think I think that in that situation, like the, I, that situation happens a lot. Yeah, and it's you. The girl has a long distance boyfriend, and she wants the same sort of attention. Yes. Yeah. But yes. she is overcome with guilt about the idea that it would become anything more than that. Yeah. So I, I really, I mean, I don't know. You may well be right about that situation. Uh, I have been in that situation. I feel like that's a situation a lot of people have been in. And I think more times than not, the girl actually doesn't want you to make a move there. Yeah. What she wants is a surrogate boyfriend uh-huh. to replace um, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the guy who's not there right now. Because if, if I just feel like 
I, I must have been involved in like 12 conversations <laughs> in my life that, that uh-huh. involved this situation where the decision is like, does the guy decide to press her into a, uh-huh. okay, is it him or me? Yeah. And my experience is it's, it's him. It's the person yeah. that they're already dating. And that relationship may not be long for this world, but the, the, the attempt, the uh-huh. like, potential usurper is... Uh, yeah. I do remember uh, thinking like, I should say something. And so I had this whole plan, because I drove, would drive her home, I had the Northern Exposure soundtrack in of my course. car. And there was a song that I really liked, and I was like, all right, this is the song that I'm going to tell her that I have feelings for. And I was, and this, is, this is almost so ridiculous that it's like it's sitcom-y. I was like, this is what I'll do. This song starts, and I'll say, you know what? I think I love. And then I'm going to pause. I'm going to feel the moment out. And if I'm if I if if I don't get a reaction, I'll say this song. <laughs> That's a brilliant. Well, how old are you? I was well, I was old enough to drive. I think I was probably a brilliant sixteen year old. Yeah. So I was driving. The song comes on. I was nervous. I was what like, could go wrong? I was like, boy, you know what? Um, <laughs> I think I love. This song, <laughs> and then I would say she didn't really respond. It must have been blatantly obvious what I was what I was trying to do. I did later ask her to prom, but she ended up going with her boyfriend who had a broken leg, but came back anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny, like, How, what was your level of nervousness during that uh, during delivery of that? Oh, like, I don't, I I can't think of many times right. in my life when I have been that nervous. Because uh, I, I, I'm remembering, I've had like a few of those moments, not many, yeah. but a couple, and I think back to them, and it, it, it took me a long time to gear up. Now, before yeah. I before I drink alcohol, <laughs> uh, like, my, I mean, I'm t- maybe a month yeah. to gear up, like in high school or something, uh, whereas in college it would be more like, I'm going to have to have several beers. <laughs> Just to, and I'm not talking about like, yeah. oh, I was drunk and I idiotically yeah. hit on this girl that I didn't really like. I'm talking about, I specifically got drunk in order to Be calm. bring yeah. down the inhibitions so that I could yeah. finally talk to this girl. That I like. And, you know, it was just one of those things that just took time for me to sort of get that, that confidence. I kind of wished that I had said some, like if I had had just enough confidence to really kind of really say something more then. Not that I think it would have worked out. But I feel like it's those, like, if you put yourself out there and experience that rejection, you realize it's not. So that thing you learn much later, like, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. It hurts, and you get over it. Yeah. And then, you know, that confidence comes from that. But you know what? A great way to follow up this conversation yeah. is yes. to eat some candy. Yes, what are we, what are we doing? Uh, I found this was something that I have never eat. I've never had a Fifth Avenue bar. I've never had that either. Uh, I can't remember if I have either. So here are Fifth Avenue bars. Thank you. Chocolate. These are full size. Oh, you know, for for I didn't want to tell the story because it would take up like an hour. But but my worst like date story is definitely that time where I set up a date, a three day date. <laughs> I mean, we gotta start right there. These are your problems, man. Yeah, I lost. I know I have only three day dates, but I had a uh, a Las Vegas to California date, basically, and I hadn't seen the person in a while. And as soon as like I picked him up, like met him at the airport, I was like, "Oh, I'm no longer interested in her." Yeah, and I put together like a uh-huh. three day thing, so it was just like. 
what the fuck yeah. am I doing here? <laughs> By the way, I'm done with one bite. This is not good. Bark, terrible. It really, it's sort of like... Give me the sixth that It's sort of like a Butterfinger, which I'm not a huge fan of. Well, Minus any of any yeah, of the small amount of My least favorite bar I brought. Yeah. Ah. Oh, my God. It tastes a lot like this Fifth Avenue. Oh, my God. All right, I'm going to definitely have I will it. say the Fifth Avenue. As between eating another bite of this and eating a bite of Butterfinger, I'd rather have another bite of this Fifth Avenue. Yeah. Mm. The Butterfinger is worse than the Fifth Avenue. I always hate it and do not understand the Butterfinger at all. The Fifth Avenue has a better aftertaste, Mm -hmm. but a worse beginning taste. I feel like both these candy bars make my teeth hate me. Mm. Yeah, in your whole mouth and you get everything and it's like it's this explosion of this weird crumbly Mm. stuff in your mouth. Yeah. There's like a half a second when you bite into it where you're like, oh, chocolate. And then you're like, oh, what is this crumbly Well, do you guys like peanut brittle? Are you peanut brittle fan? Because I'm not and I think... No, <laughs> it's kind of that texture that I'm yeah. reacting to. Right now, I've got all this weird gunk stuck in my teeth oh, yeah. that I didn't get from any of the other stuff that we had before. The concept of throwing anything at a candy bar oh. is why I've never tried this, but a take five oh. adds, adds, to, adds a pretzel. I've eaten several of these take five. I'm a fan of the take five. I'm not going to lie, it's a pretty good bar. Yeah. It definitely has that similar to a Reese's peanut butter cup thing where you're like, oh, this is these weird little round things. Although these don't have any of the elegance of a of a circular it's cup. It's just a weird That's pretty clump. good. Yeah. Well, I love chocolate-covered pretzels, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I like the salty in there. Yeah. Good. These are really good in, like, a, if you go to, like, a Culver's and get mm. these are having this mixed into your frozen yogurt is... They have a take five frozen yogurt, or like a well, it's a thing that they can crumble, crumble into it. Although I don't think that, that's the first time I ever had a take five was when I had it at a Culver's, and I don't. I think they've since stopped doing that. But Culver's is underrated. Yeah, Culver's is good. You know, take five. I feel like is it's fairly new, right? Like in the last five, six years. I don't know. I think a little older than that, but I mean, as far as candy bars go, sure. Because, yeah. I mean, I think most candy bars are... There haven't been a ton of improvements over yeah. the 95 years of Did you ever bars. hear the myth of Milky Way and Three Musketeers? I don't know if it's a myth, but it's true. Or maybe it's not. Let me stop talking and get to the story. Supposedly, they're made by the same company and were released at the same time. And the um, Milky Way was pitched as this thing that has, like, a center that looks spacey. Huh. In other words, what the Three Musketeers is... And the Three Musketeers are supposed to have three ingredients, which is what the Milky Way has. Uh, Supposedly, literally the first day, the packaging got screwed up. And that's why Three Musketeers, which doesn't have three ingredients, huh. but the Milky Way does, and Milky Way Yeah, I've always, I've always been confused as the nomenclature <laughs> of Three Musketeers. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what does that have to do in any way with the story of Three Musketeers, yeah. the themes behind it, you know? <laughs> I mean, take five makes sense. It's five layers think, of stuff. Yeah. yeah, take five really is like a Reese's peanut butter cup with a pretzel stuck into it. Yeah, yeah, but le- I mean, certainly less peanut butter. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 
I love pretzel in stuff, but I'm not, actually not a huge fan of the M and M's with pretzel inside. I feel I like it doesn't. You know, it's not that good. Like you don't really get enough of a pretzel sensation. There's just this weird thing inside your. <laughs> See, to me, the Reese's like you. The Reese's is uh, the quality is directly proportional to the peanut butter to chocolate ratio. The higher the peanut butter, the, the more I like the Reese's yeah. product. So like this Reese's stick, I thought it was fine. But, like, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup really highlights the peanut butter part uh-huh. of it. Mm-hmm. And then my absolute favorite, and I know a lot of people think they're gross, but I like the, like, Reese's Egg yeah. or the uh-huh. Reese's Pumpkin, yeah, you know, where it's great. just, like, There's they more load up as much of the peanut butter stuff as they can put in. I have to say, the stick, mostly I eat it and I think, oh, boy, it'd be nice to have a Reese's Peanut Butter yeah, Cup exactly. right now. <laughs> it is not, yeah. So now, Rush, you brought another... Right? I do. I do have one other candy bar. Oh my god! I will not be having dinner tonight. I do not feel great. Uh, <laughs> oh no! It was indeed the one we mentioned earlier—the Reese's peanut butter Twix, which I'm pretty excited to try. And I guess you said I will you're try not going to like it. I don't really like Twix. And we'll see what your how that shakes down with a peanut butter Twix. So what's going on in here? <laughs> it's like cake or something inside. Like yeah, well, it's the cookie. Yeah, the cookie center, right? Underwhelming amount of peanut butter in there. Yeah. I guess I sort of like it more. It's gooey. It seems gooier than a regular Twix. Yeah. I will say that I like it more than regular Twix, as at least as I remember. I haven't had a regular Twix in a decade, at least. Maybe it's because I've shoved so much crap in my mouth in the last hour, but like, I like that less than I remember it. Yeah, me too. It does taste kind of how I remember, though. I mean, to me, the big hits, I love the whatchamacallit, as you know, the take five, I mean, I'd already, we'd already eaten too much candy and it was still delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a good sign. And the baby Ruth was good. I do feel, this is like a... I do feel like it's Halloween a little bit. Yeah. We just keep eating these things. The table looks ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I should take a picture before uh, before we before we finish. You know, it's funny, um, the Twix, uh, maybe the last time I had Twix was my high school graduation. Uh, went to a house party, drank too much, uh, and then in this way that now in retrospect seems terrible, like just started just started going through the cabinets at the house where the party was, being like, where is there some food or some snacks? Found a full box of Twix candy bars. Sat on the counters with some other kid and just started eating all these Twix candy bars. And I remember saying, like, you know, I don't even like Twix, but for some reason these taste pretty good right now. <laughs> Cut to, hour later, uh, much like your ATM story, I'm in the backyard uh, projectile vomiting and being like, oh god, Twix. <laughs> right. Well, it's hard to recover from uh, throwing up anything. Yeah. I mean, my favorite high school lunch was grilled cheese, and then we I ran cross country in high school, and we had very specific days were hard. Yeah. I mean, it was every Monday was hard, every Thursday was very hard, and every Tuesday was the hardest. Yeah. And Wednesday and Friday were easy. So went one Wednesday. I mean, we would get an eating contest all the time. So I ate like 13 grilled, like re- those really buttery cafeteria yeah. grilled cheeses. And then our coach was like, hey, I got to I gotta uh, leave for the weekend. We're changing workouts Wednesday and Thursday. So we moved the hard workout on Thursday. And I, I mean, I threw up a lot of grilled cheese. <laughs> and I could never eat it again, despite yeah. it being my favorite oh, um, prior to that. 
I have a weird uh, Pavlovian reflex in that regard to Sprite or 7-Up. Because when I was throwing up when I was a kid, my mom would give me Sprite yeah. or 7-Up. And now I just I can't taste it without thinking of when I was a kid being sick. I never really <clears throat> drink Sprite or 7-Up. But when I do feel sick, there's a part of me that's like, I guess I should have some Sprite or 7-Up. I don't know if it I really does. I did ginger ale. Ginger ale. Saltines and ginger ale. Yeah. 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 You have a stomach ache. Uh, before we move on, this is a weird... Like, it's funny because I'm never really eating many candy bars uh, that regularly. And now suddenly, recently with the Baby Ruth and a little bit before that with the ice cream Snickers bar... Like, I'll find myself somewhere and I'll be like, I'm going to get a candy bar. And I'll, like, stop at 7-Eleven I'll, like, maybe be walking to I.O. or something. And eating it in public, walking and eating a candy bar in public. And I'm, you know, I'm a little husky. I'm getting getting up there a little bit. I feel so fat. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's something about eating a candy bar in public by yourself. It's like all those, like, 80s movies where, like, the fat kid is, like, just mm. eating, greedily eating a candy bar. Like... It seems like it's something you should either do in private or everyone agrees to be eating candy. Maybe that's why I'm doing this. Yeah, like, making everyone like, eat together. Guilt free. Yeah, yeah. Try eating a Seven uh, Eleven. Uh, what are those things called? The oh man, they're they're the like roller things. No, the taquito. Uh, the taquito. Try eating uh, those. Seven Eleven taquitos. The other day, oh, wow. I was like, I was running late. Uh, First of all, I think they're delicious. I'm not uh, gonna lie about that. But I got I got a bunch, and I had to like quickly eat them before I went to this other building. So I'm just walking down the streets of Chicago, <laughs> like eating taquitos, uh-huh. and you know, and people are just like, "Who is that?" <laughs> That's why you're so fat. Taquito. Rush, what is your topic of conversation? Before well, we, I feel like we're going to enter the danger zone. Yes, soon. Well, I'm, I'm starting to lose it. Um, so yeah, so. I was saying earlier that um, I, a while ago, I just for no reason came up with these like ethics scenarios mm-hmm. that I enjoyed discussing. So I thought I would pose one or two or three of these ethics scenarios. <laughs> so here's um, I'll, I'll see if I can remember to get it right. So here, here's the first one. All right, you have been dating a girl mm-hmm. for. Seven months to 13 months. So you don't know for sure that you think it's going to work out, but you're starting to lean towards, like, this is this is a serious girlfriend. Mm. And on one of your, like, first uh, big trips that you take together, um, one of your friends, uh, who is pretty wealthy, like, uh, you know, family wealthy type guy, has got a ski house in Aspen. Uh-huh. And so he's like, hey, uh, you guys are welcome to come out. It's going to be me and my girlfriend and, you know, this other couple. So you all go out to, uh, to this house in Aspen, and you're there for, like, a week. Uh-huh. You have a terrific time the whole time. It's like you're really, you feel like you're bonding and getting very close, and you, you think it's gone perfectly. On one of the, like, random nights, you're looking around at the guy's different stuff. He's got all these, like, paintings, you know, like, stuff framed, like, bear's head on the wall or whatever but he's like oh yeah these are these uh decorative like civil war plates um we've got them i think they're worth like ten thousand dollars each we kind of consider them a joke like they're so ugly like we don't like them my family doesn't like them but yeah i guess they're worth a bunch of money it's all they really talk about and you you go and you you enjoy like the rest of your uh the rest of your trip and you then you come back and your girl oh your girlfriend, I'm sorry, 
forgot this. She has recently, like within the last few weeks, decided uh, after. I'm sorry. So you, you come back from the trip, uh-huh. and your girlfriend decides to move in with you, and you're you're fine with that. You, yeah. You, you you're happy about it. She moves in, and you're helping her unpack. And as you're unpacking, you like open one of her things, and you find one of these decorative yeah. Civil War plates uh, in one of her bags. Uh-huh. You never. I mean, you're. You think you don't know for a fact that it's, <laughs> she might have just gone. Uh, and she may have just had her own decorative plate, but it's, <laughs> she <laughs> might have loved them so much. It's like you know, what? I'm going to go buy one of those ten thousand yeah. dollars. So, my question is, how do you handle the situation first? Yeah. How do you handle it with your friend? Yeah. What do you do? And second, what do you do about your relationship with this girl, if anything? And then. After you answer that, change it to instead of she just moved in with you, you just got married. Oh, that's tough. I mean, I think I would have to confront her about it, or at least act like maybe confront sounds like such a strong word. Like, just be like, What is this? Give a chance to tell some kind of a story. Those are some appeal to just being like, Oh, I didn't see this. This is not work. It's like, I don't need this. <laughs> it's maybe easier to just not deal with this right now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I would... I think my first reflex would to do it right away would be not to think about it. Like, hey, what... Is this from my buddy's house? Yeah. And then, I guess, once you do that, you've opened Pandora's box, however. All right, so let's say that... that all right, that happens. You, you bring it up, and... She is defensive, but you know absolutely that it, she stole it. Yeah. Um, so what do you like? How do you how do you handle it with your friend? <laughs> like do you, like you could think about you could call him and tell him, hey, this girl who might end up being my wife uh, uh, stole this plate from you, and we're really sorry, but I'm going to fly it back out there. Uh-huh. You could go through the like elaborate hijinks where you <laughs> arrange another Sneak trip back in. there and <laughs> oh, replace the plate. Like uh-huh. uh, you could be like, you could do the like parent move where you take your girlfriend. and You're like, you're gonna call, yeah, yeah, we're gonna return that plate, and you're gonna call him about it. Well, that's tough. The only, I think, the trickiest thing about this scenario is the fact that. There is, they clear, like, the friend says, oh, I don't care about this, no one right. likes this. Couldn't um, care less, and he's super wealthy. Like, yeah. The ten, like, the ten grand is irrelevant. Um, I think I would have created a fourth option. I would have created an elaborate lie. I would have been like, listen, yeah. I was doing a bit, and she uh, took it and put it in my bag, and... I yeah. forgot to take it out. I feel like an idiot. How can I ship this to you? Yeah. Which could get you in much more trouble. But then again, that would be my I think my first instinct would be to yeah. just lie. But yeah, I mean, that, that was that was what I thought too. Just some somehow even if they Whoops. even if it's transparent, just to like make that conversation a little easier, like, oh my god, we somehow have one of these terrible plates of yours. I don't know <laughs> what <laughs> we somehow, yeah. somehow, who knows how it got these, You know how plates fall off. You know, I mean, in the yeah. bags. All, those answers kind of assume that you guys are both going to the place where you would stay with this girl, yeah. and that wouldn't be a 
I mean, everyone I've so, asked is so what? So it's not like we're immediately like we've got to. I've got to break up with this kleptomaniac, right? Yeah. Well, right. I mean, most I, I, people I've talked to people say like, well, I would want to see if it's a pattern at all. Yeah. Right. If it's a pattern at all, if it ever happened again, I'd be out. Yeah. Uh, most people say if we were married, we just got married. It's not. It's not worth torpedoing the marriage over. Yeah. Probably, if it was, uh, if you we just had a kid, and you're like, no way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, other people are like, I, I just. I mean, it's my friend. I've been friends with the yeah. guy for a long time. I don't care that he doesn't yeah. want the. Plate. I love this imaginary rich friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he saved me. He saved my life when we were in college. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, think about. It. He invited you. Yeah. Right. To Aspen. Yeah. And you had, like, this awesome trip. It's all on, like, his generosity, and she has decided to steal this plate. Yeah. You know? I bet I bet I would initially just try to find a way that no one was mad, and then over time, that would hit me more. The fact that, yeah. like, is this someone I want to be with would slowly, over time, grate on me. Yeah, my initial response is, how can I fix this without, it's... with as little confrontation and <laughs> yeah, trouble as possible? Right. Uh, I'd call him up and be like, look... I really stole <laughs> this girl's heart. And <laughs> <laughs> right. There's no way he's going to hop in there, yeah. though, unfortunately, to bail you Exactly. Well, it's funny because then you're sort of like, there's so much, there's so much, what makes it sort of funny scenario is there's so much wiggle room for justification. Where even on behalf of this, this person where you're like, well, this sucks. That this woman stole this thing from my friend, but it's something he doesn't want. Right. So that doesn't make it right. I think that's something over time that would bother me. Yeah, plus she cleared, she hid it from you. Hid it, yeah, and then there's denial about it. Yeah, you're right. That could be a whole ball of trouble. I mean, well, that's a great, I've never thought about that. So what if you go in and you're like, I got to talk to you about this. I was unpacking your stuff. And I found one of my rich friends that decorated Civil War plates. And you know they're super racist. Yeah. <laughs> the Civil War. Yeah. They don't. They, I don't even know why they still have that out on <laughs> display. Have it out there. But you say that to her, and she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah. And like hardline denies you. Yeah. That to me, that might be a deal breaker. That's a bigger like, deal. Like yeah. almost no matter what, because then you're like, "Well, now I'm I'm dealing with someone." Who's you're dealing with a child crazy. then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Agree. I don't want to date that girl. But you're married. Don't to make her. me date but her. But in one scenario, you're married Damn to her. Yeah. And in any scenario, it's not like I mean. Well, all right, how about this? So exact same thing, except it was you met you know Kylie at a bar, and you were super attracted to her, uh, and you've been going out for two weeks in this Aspen thing. Somehow fell into your lap, and you had this amazing week uh, for a week, and then you come back and. You're, she's not moving into your place, but you're like hanging out a lot at her place mm-hmm. now, and you uh, you find under her bed, like wrapped up. I don't know why you're down there. Sure, uh, <laughs> she has to flip her mattress. It's yeah. Certainly innocent. I am not spying on right, my not spying. girlfriend. I just I'm just doing some sort tennis of tennis ball rolled under the you're bed. You're doing like monster and monster victim <laughs> role play. Yeah. So you're under the bed, and uh, you find you find the sexiest it. of all role play. It is. It's a great role play. So you find the you find it there. Now you've only been dating, like let's say two weeks. Yeah. yeah. What do you do there? 
How hot is she? She's super hot. <laughs> super hot. There you might say... Here's where I call. Well, here's the There thing. you might just say, well, I'm not going to stay with her for long. But yeah, let's well, ride yeah, this way. I'm going to yeah. ride this way. You're just sort of like, crazy is fun for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I need an there's adventure in my life. There's a window. Back in, yeah. There's a window in which crazy is fun. You start never having her to your place anymore. No, no she's she's not coming yeah. over. You know what's also funny? It, this is the weird thing my brain does with both of these scenarios. Because I, you know, I'm married. I've been married for about a year. But I still, I somehow, I somehow place this in the past for me as mm. if it's like, this is someone I dated before Sarah, my wife now. So, yeah. you know what? It's not going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and yeah, it's just sort of like, why am I saving this relationship? <laughs> it isn't going to work. It's just like I one of my Sarah past. i fall back on. Yeah. She's uh, way better. Yeah, she has, as far as I know, has never sold anything worth, or <laughs> stolen anything worth $10,000. No, she's no, almost lying to you about it. Yeah. Well, if I don't know about it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's certainly, I think, if I found it, that's a good question. I would probably not say something immediately. Call my friend and be like, "Are you? Is this missing? What should I do?" And like, I'll try to get back to you as soon as possible. Well, that's great. You say, "Is this missing?" He goes, "Nope." I'm looking at all three of them right here. Yeah. I'll be like, "Maybe it already's like, what the fuck do I care? I don't yeah. know. Like, you mean the decorative plates? Yeah. I don't care. I sell it on eBay. I'm thinking about putting it in a skeet computer and <laughs> <laughs> later today for ten thousand dollars. Remember, I'm rich. Yeah. Like, well, I can't, well, I can't let this crazy girl have it. Yeah. So that so that was one of them. Do you, you want to do one more? Or? Um, let's see here. We are we've, we're just over an hour and fifteen, so we could definitely do longer. In theory, there's still time for you to get to your show if we stop now. I mean, it'll be tight. Armando? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Up to you guys. Maybe let's let's save it because okay. we'll uh, rush is a second time guest. Mike is only first time. We got rid for of this, this podcast. Uh, Flip the flip, thing. the flip things. Only ever did the flip things in the very first episode because we almost immediately realized that they were yeah, stupid. It made no sense. Yeah. But I will always remember the flip things. <laughs> no. Has he been on the nerdcast though? He has not. No. <laughs> then we're even. That's true. You are both. Well, that's on. pretty ridiculous given my amount of uh, nerdy things. I know. I probably should have had you on for the sports one actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was surprised terrible. that uh, Tim. I mean, uh, Mike and I. Uh, I mean, it would have been a good topic to have us just yell at, uh, about the playoff. I yeah, told him, I was like, great. I bet you he's going to want to go. If we got 50 minutes, he's going to go BCS. <laughs> yeah, just figure, you know, Mike, Mike's got a career to worry about. He can't be on the podcast uh, getting yelled at about how he doesn't know anything about sports. <laughs> uh, someday we should do that just so Arnie can sit back and just, be like, uh, wow. Yeah, or I'll just is... quietly leave the room. <laughs> I am through. not getting into sports at all, looking at these two. Uh, do either of you have anything to plug? Shows or things for people to check out? See Rush in 3033 every Sunday night at I.O. And um, that is true. I may uh, uh, you can do time. that letters to Santa tomorrow, which will this will come out. Yeah, this will come out well after, after that. Yeah. But that. it's every year, so next Christmas. Yeah, next Christmas. I'm hope I hope to do the 24 hours, but I think I may do zero hours. So well, you got to take see. the leftover candy with you, and oh, uh, Jesus. oh, I guess what's left over is mostly the terrible stuff. There's a lot of Fifth Avenue left on this table. Yeah, yeah. It is. If anybody out there wants a Fifth Avenue, it'll still be here. Fifth Avenue is like a pretentious name, you know? It's yeah. Like, Fuck yeah. you, yeah, yeah. New York, you get the greatest <laughs> this and that. No, sir. 
my Anybody else feel a little sick, by the way? I feel yeah, a little bit. bit. Okay. I do. Good. Because I want to lose my ATM. Yeah. Oh, buddy. I feel like we shouldn't have eaten the... Should we have eaten the terrible stuff first? Or would that have ruined the good stuff when we ate it later? I think we probably should have mentioned candy bars. We did not. <laughs> <laughs> not brought them. Uh, you know what I wanted to get, but they didn't have it at the CVS, is the Z, is it the Zero bar? Zero, yeah. I've never had it. Never had it. Don't know. Let's do this again. It's not particularly good. It's not particularly good. And it's not terrible, so it's... Yeah. You, you, if your life ends without a Zero bar, that's uh, okay. Uh, my call is uh, on TV and numerous uh, shows on the Big Ten Network. Yes, sir. Is Step Into My Office still on the air? Has it been canceled yet? Thank you uh, <laughs> for phrasing it that way. No, it has not. Our season has come to an end, but uh, I'm in the midst of pitching a new one. But that won't run until fall at the earliest. Uh, I see. But thank you. So what, uh, what shows could people catch you on? In the winter, I'll do a lot of halftimes and post-games of Big Ten men's basketball games. So, for the most part, December, January, and February will be that. Should be a good year. Indiana basketball back. Maybe. They're a borderline attorney team. And then I'll be in Pasadena for the Rose Bowl. That'll be cool. Ooh, that sounds really cool. If anyone watches our coverage, the 31st, 1st, and 2nd, I'll be in Pasadena. Uh, As always, you can find more episodes of this podcast on iTunes. Please subscribe. You can just search for We Wrongly Assume. I also have another podcast called Stupid Nerd, uh, where I, and Mike has been on that one, and Rush, I'm sure, will be on it sometime <laughs> soon, where I have my nerdy friends explain nerdy things to me that I don't know that much about. Uh, both of those would be great to get reviews. You can also like both of those on Facebook. If you Google any of those things, you'll be able to find them fairly easily. Uh, also, uh, it's sort of tentative, but there's this new Chicago Pod Luck, which is just a collective of some Chicago podcasts, yeah. some sort of cross-promotion going on. I don't think we we the infrastructure isn't up yet, but definitely check out podcasts like Jeff Griggs' Aphasia Presents podcast, uh, Mark Coulomb's Poor Choices show, and uh, a couple others, which unfortunately I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, thanks so much, guys. Yeah, thank you. Let's all go uh, be safe. Throw up. <laughs> <laughs>